0: welcome on into the two three podcast i'm cam that is zach previewing this boston college matchup and zach the eagles coming into this game with a nice win against virginia tech could look to be a formidable foe at the
1: dome yeah they're coming off an ot dub versus Number one at the, or number 21 at the time, Virginia Tech, 70 to 65. They looked gritty, they looked physical, and they were able to get the job done in OT.
0: 70 to 65 dub, like Zach said, there were 17 offensive rebounds. This is a very physical team, and you know as well as I do that this does not bode well for Syracuse because we've seen time and time again that when it's against very gritty teams, the boys are just not able to get it done.
1: Yeah. And you said this already, but 17 offensive rebounds, that's no joke. That just shows this the effort, just the pure effort and physicality out there. They're out there. I mean, they have on their home court, so it's definitely an advantage, but I definitely expect to see that effort and physicality at the dome on Saturday.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the the fun fact of of all this is that Virginia Tech is now 0-4 against Boston College after this loss. So I guess that they kind of have their their number for some reason. But we all know that Boston College over the past couple of years has not really been that much of a worry for the Orange. We've we beaten them twice. Last year the games were kind of within two weeks of each other, if you remember those matchups and BC came into it. They were they all they rebounded pretty well, but they were never really that much of an issue. The problem here, Zach, is that the orange, if you, if, as you've seen time and time again, like it could be rebounding that the orange are having issues with. But it's just a matter of that physicality down low. You know, if, if Jesse gets into foul trouble, and that's going to be something that you're going to need to look out for on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's something I'm I'm definitely worried about. This is this is kind of call it a trap game, call it you know whatever you want. I think BC is no no one to take lightly. I think especially after coming off this this big win, it is really the only like big win of the year. Nothing else on their schedule is that notable, but they are coming off a really huge win, and I think just because of the way they play, this is kind of a scary game for us. If you look at the scouting report, it's Makai Ashton
0: Langford at the helm. He's the leading scorer from last year. He leads a team again with around 11 and a half points per game. He is athletic and quick. He's going to make sure that there's going to be the hands full. He's going to have the uh, the orange uh, defense with their hands full and. Um, giving a lot of trouble to this zone, which we know hasn't really been the quickest zone in the world. But over the past couple games, Zach, the Orange have been able to find their way and find their own style of defense.
1: Yeah, Makai will find most of his points within the three-point arc. He has a solid mid-range game. And he's not a great three-point shooter. He's only, it's pretty low, nineteen point percent 19.4% on the year. Which obviously is not very good, but there has been a few games sprinkled in there that he's you know shooting a decent clip, you know around thirty percent. Obviously, that's a big range there. You know, some games with like almost up to forty percent, but still expect him to take a few shots. In the win against VT, he was two for six, which is decent. So he's not a great shooter, but he could. He still he still has the reps and he'll still shoot, and he could he can get a couple in. Which, given the rest of his game, that could be dangerous. The other
0: person that you need to look out for is Jaden Zachary. Due to an injury, he came off the bench against VT, but otherwise he has started every game in his Boston College career. The injury possibly won't affect his play against Syracuse, but he is a very, very talented player and the person that will probably give the most headache to JG3.
1: Yeah, I think this is a potential matchup nightmare for JG3, especially if he is matched up against JG3, which he seems like they're the best defender. And if, if that was my game plan, I would I would probably stick him on G- JG3. I I don't know. I think he he's quick. He he's just he's just tough. He's super solid. I think he could really give JG3 a, a nightmare, and it'll, it could be a long night for G- JG3 if if uh, Zachary's on him for the entire night.
0: He's heavily evolved in BC's offense. He's the main ball handler. He's got really good pace. He really controls the team. And what we've noticed, Zach, from from the past couple of games is when the Orange are able to get in their rhythm, they really can't be stopped. So if you go against a team that is able to control the rhythm and and control their pace of the game, it stands to reason that that's going to cause even more headaches for the Orange.
1: Yeah, Obviously, size is way better, but he kind of gives me, like, a similar vibe to size. Like, he's kind of just, he's kind of like the engine when he's out there. He's really, he has a really good feel for the game and the pace and just feels, like, calm and control when he's out there and when he's controlling and, you know, being the primary ball handler. So, I don't know. I really think we're going to hear a lot of Zachary on Saturday, and that could be a very bad thing.
0: And then... There's the grittiness that comes with a bunch of very, very strong big men. We got Devin McLaughlin, who is tough and gritty. He's a forward who will work in the paint. And as we know, Zach, we have had many issues with our forwards and rebounding. He had 18 points against Virginia Tech. If there is a tough and gritty forward, it is not a good recipe for our forwards that are out there.
1: Yeah, I'm worried this this, this whole lineup of big men and, and forwards that they have, they're, they're gritty this whole team is gritty and I'm just, I'm just worried about our struggling forwards and even Jesse struggling against that physicality. I, I'm worried for these matchups going forward and I, I, th- I think we can handle BC overall but I definitely think if we don't play our game and if we allow them to push us around it could be it could be a dark day in the dome.
0: There's one more person that I want to highlight on this Boston College team and that is Quentin Post. He is a 7-foot forward from the Netherlands. He has been injured for the whole year, but is possibly coming back in this Syracuse game. And you're asking yourself possibly, you know, why does that matter? Well, he had 21 rebounds between the two games last year against Syracuse. He had 14 rebounds in one game and then 7 in the other. And if he's coming off the bench, granted, this is going to be his first game the whole year, so he's going to be cold. He's going to be very rusty. But if he's able to get into his rhythm that he was last year, that's going to cause a huge issue for the orange, and you got to remember, Zach. That was when we had Cole Swider and 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 uh, Jimmy Beheim who were able to to rebound and and get aggressive down in the paint, and we don't have that. So, if he's able to get into his you know rhythm, what sort of damage are we going to see from him in this game? He could be cold, but as a whole, Zach, we really need the forwards to actually clamp down and to actually. <laughs> start rebounding. Hopefully the Christmas break, they were able to kind of figure some of that
1: out. Yeah, I'm very hopeful. Obviously, Santa wasn't able to get us a dub before Christmas, but hopefully, you know, he sprinkled his magic on his way out and we were able to get one before we kick off 2023. But obviously, you know, I'm putting a lot of presidents on this VT win, but I'm a little worried for this for this matchup. Yeah, I don't blame
0: you. Uh, VT is a very, very good team. They have had a lot of really solid wins this year, and anytime that you're able to get a win against an ACC opponent, and I think the biggest surprise to me is that Boston College hasn't really been that much of a worry over the past couple of years, and this could be their recipe for you know getting getting finally good after so long and. Um, this could be the game where they really start to find their momentum and um, start to figure things out. When you look at our roster as a whole, there's a lot of questions going into it, especially at the forward position. But for you, what do you want to see the most out of this team? Is it the rebounding? Is it the, the shooting, staying hot? Like, what are you
1: looking for? I just want to go up against this physicality and stand around. They're coming to the dome. This is our house. This is, this is our city. Like we can't back down to these guys. We need to show some grit, show some, you know, just, just some tenacity and be like, yo, don't mess with us. You know, this is, this is our core. And I would love to see that, you know, especially from a guy like Benny or, you know, something like that. I would love to see that.
0: One of the main topics that we had talked about on our last episode was the forwards. And, you know, when you're looking at the whole Rolodex of forwards that we have out there now, there could be some changes that are coming to the starting lineup it could be malik brown that's in there in place of um chris chris bell it could be uh you know benny williams possibly losing his spot for you who of the forward group are you looking to step up the most here
1: i think you got to put that pressure on benny you know it's a sophomore year he's shown flashes of good things and i think this last that last pit Loss was kind of his biggest dud of a game in recent. He's kind of had like he's had a little bit of a duds before that, but that pit loss felt like the lowest point for him. So I really hope he's able to, you know, bounce back from that and, you know, get back to how he was kind of earlier on in the season when we were seeing that grit and athleticism. Like when he was doing that, we were, it was very, it was looking like he was going to have like a very hopeful season so hopefully he can get back to, to that Benny
0: I think for me it's Quidier Copeland I would love to see a little bit more play time out of him I think that uh he kind of injected an energy into that pick game that we desperately needed and that that comeback was really spearheaded by him and Malik Brown so I think the two of them you could possibly see them out there on the court you could see a mixture of basically anybody that's out there at this point don't don't be surprised if you see John Bull paired out there with Malik Brown or, you know, any any sort of matchup. It, it, it's basically just a Rolodex and Jim is trying to find out who is the best fit out there. So um, it's going to be quite a big matchup. I think that another person that we got to highlight, Zach, real quick is, is Jesse Edwards. And he's got to be able to hold his own in the paint. Um, didn't have the best game in the world against Pitt hopefully he's able to bounce back against Boston College and show that he is one of the best centers actually the best center in the ACC.
1: Yes sir. I mean ultimately this is a bounce back game for the entire team here coming off a break coming off that loss. I'm sure I'm sure the guys are still feeling that pain from it. We got to bounce back from that and we got to get the train back tra- back on course and get this dub here.
0: So you will hear from us after the Boston College game. We'll be previewing the Louisville matchup. And then after that, Zach, we're going to Virginia. So it's going to be a tough couple of games, except for the Louisville game, after this. And uh, yeah, until you hear from us then, we will talk to you soon. Let's go Cuse.